Our text focuses on God's instructions to Israel as he is about to deliver them from Egypt. Hmm. He is about to deliver them from Egypt. And you know the story of how Israel had been slaves in Egypt for over 400 years. And as slaves of the state, they built roads and pyramids and palaces and other works for the Egyptians. They prayed constantly for deliverance. And our text occurs on the eve of their deliverance from Egypt. They are ordered to kill a lamb and to prepare it for eating with bitter herbs. They were also ordered to take the blood of the lamb and use it to paint the exterior doorposts of their homes. And this strange decoration would be a sign to God's death angel to spare anyone on the inside, Lord Jesus, of that home from the death of their firstborn, which was a tenth and final plague against Egypt. And as promised, the death angel came. Each home that had the blood applied to the doorposts were saved. And those without the blood applied over their doorposts suffered the death of their firstborn, whether they were Israelites or not. Inside of the homes, of course, the people who were obedient to God, I can just imagine they were filled with joy and hope because it looked like and it appeared that the terrible midnight of their enslavement was about to end. The joy they shared on the interior or on the inside of their homes was because of the blood that was applied on the exterior and outside of the doors. Somebody say the blood. And as both the Jews and the Christians celebrate Passover and Easter, the Jews' Passover marks a new beginning for them, and it bounds them together as a nation. For it commemorates the children of Israel's deliverance from the hand of Pharaoh in Egypt. But in the Bible, Egypt is a type, a symbol of bondage and sin. So we all have our Egypt, amen. And we've all experienced our Egypt experiences. Now, although the Lord would take the Egyptians through a series of plagues and complications in order for the Israelites to be delivered from Egypt, their deliverance would require the blood of a lamb. How many of you here today know that when the Lord sets you free from bondage, it's the dawning of a new day and the beginning of a new life? See, church, we need the blood. In 2022, we need it now more than ever. Somebody say, we need the blood. Whenever you mention words like deliverance and bondage, redemption to the Christian, right away we begin to think of the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross to set us free from the enemy. He was the Passover lamb. And one day while going up the mountain with his father, Abraham, we can hear Isaac asking the question, Father, where is the lamb? Where is the sacrifice? And when Isaac asked this question, he introduced one of the major themes of the Old Testament as God's people waited for the Messiah. Well, even though God provided a lamb in the thicket, 
The question was ultimately answered by John the Baptist in the New Testament. When he pointed to Jesus and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. The Passover Lamb is a picture of type of Jesus Christ. And it was confirmed in the New Testament by Philip the Evangelist when he came across an Ethiopian eunuch who was reading in Isaiah 53 and verse 7 and 8 that Jesus was oppressed and he was afflicted and yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before her shearers is dumb so he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment and who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living. For the transgression of my people was he stricken. But with the precious blood of the lamb, of Christ, without blemish and without spite, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you and I. And John in Revelation says, declared in his text about finding someone who was worthy to break the seal and be deemed, deemed worthy enough to die for man, said, and one of the elders said unto me, Weep not, behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, have prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. Thank God for the lamb. So as we continue to read in our verses, we read where the lamb was chosen and examined. The Bible says it was on the tenth day of the month and carefully watched for four days to make sure it met the divine specifications. Now there is no question that Jesus met all the requirements to be our lamb. For the father said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And the Bible says on the 14th day of the month, the evening, the lamb was slain and its blood was applied to the lintel and the side posts of the doors of the house in which the Jewish families lived. It wasn't the life of the lamb that saved the people from judgment, but the death of the lamb. The Bible says, and almost all things are by the law purged with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin or forgiveness of sin. Even Leviticus 17, 11 says, for the life of the flesh is in the blood. And I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for you. Now there are some folk who claim to admire the life and the teachings of Jesus, but they don't want to carry the cross of Jesus. Can I get an amen? And yet it's his death on the cross that paid the price for our redemption. Matthew 20 and 28 says, Even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many, Jesus told the disciples as he prepared to share his last supper with them, the cup that they were about to drink, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. And even in John 3, 14 through 17, Jesus said, And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believed in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into this world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And so this morning, my brothers and sisters, Jesus was our substitute. He died in our place 
when he was crucified on the cross, we deserve to be the ones placed on the cross to die because we are the ones who have a sinful life. But Christ took the punishment on himself in our place. He substituted himself for us and took what we rightly deserved. 2 Corinthians 5 and 21 says, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. He suffered the judgment of our sin. Surely he abhorred our griefs and carried our sorrows. And yet we did not esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. All we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone to our own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. However, to be effective, the blood had to be applied to the doorpost. For God promised that when I see the blood, I will pass over you. Come on, somebody. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. And it isn't sufficient simply to say that Christ was crucified for the sins of the world. We must appropriate the sacrifice for ourselves and be able to say with, like Mary said, my spirit has rejoiced in God, my Savior. So church, this is why we can't not take the blood out of the church. We cannot take the blood out of the books. We can't take the blood out of the hymnals. We can't take the blood out of our homes. We cannot take the blood out of our lives. And Lord have mercy. We cannot take the blood out of this nation and in this world. Why not? Why not, Mary Hagin? Number one, because the blood provides a provision. For Israel, the blood represents God's provision. Here it is, they were about to take a journey without knowing how long it would take a fire. As a matter of fact, they didn't even know how they would be fed. But the Lord provided provision for them. In the wilderness with manna and quail from heaven. Yes, they ate in haste and carried a mineral supplies with them. But they counted on the power of God to provide for them. And just as Israel carried with them what they could, we today should do the same. Because the Lord is Jehovah Jireh. He is our provider. He has already provided for our needs. I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but whatever you've been going through, whatever lack you may have, God is our provider. He has already provided for our needs. And I know that sometimes we come up short, but how many know that the Lord still makes a way out of what seems to be no way? The blood of the Christ does not promise us prosperity, but it does give us God's promise of provision for our daily bread. Jesus reminded those who doubted God's provision of prowess to consider the birds of the air, how they are fed by God constantly. Even a songwriter put to pen and said, his eye is on the sparrow, and I know he watches over me. Now, another reason why I know it was the blood is because the blood was good in the time of trouble. For in the time of trouble, it would hide us. It was on the doorpost of the house. The blood meant that when the trouble came, they would be under the protection of God himself. How many of you know we need the blood? We need the blood to cover us right now. Because under it, the blood, we are protected. The Egyptians were not sure about the threat Moses gave to Pharaoh. And even though there were many who witnessed other acts of God, which demonstrated that his people were indeed protected, God wanted the Egyptians to know that he was their strong tower in the time of trouble. Psalms 46 says, our God is our refuge and our strength, a very present help in the time of trouble, and that he is near to those 
who called out to him. And this was the case with Job. He said, though he slay me, yet shall I trust him. Because Job knew that no weapon formed against him would prosper. And the last reason why I know that the blood is, is a good blood and that it still works, Brother Leon, because he said the transforming power of the blood of Christ affects us personally and it affects our community. It changes lives and it changes the quality of life for those around us today and in the life to come. The first thing that the blood of Christ does for us is that it takes away our sins. Christ's death on Calvary became the eternal sacrifice that was made on our behalf, giving us a chance to write to the tree of life. And so we must tell the story. We've got to tell the story. Like Sister Ramona used to sing sometimes. When I look back over my life and I think things over, I can truly say that I've been blessed, but I got a testimony. Sometimes I couldn't see my way through, but the Lord, he brought me. Right now I'm free. I got the victory. I got a testimony because the Lord has been good to me. Every one of us have, should have a testimony that the Lord has been good to us. We must know that the Lord as our Savior and testify of his transforming power. And now, church, I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood. Finally, every chance we get, we must testify to the world that we ourselves have been transformed from what we used to be. It was nothing but the blood. There's a transforming power in the blood of Christ. Only the blood can transform our body from a nobody into somebody. Y'all didn't hear that. Only Christ and his blood can transform a nobody into somebody. Ask Matthew, and he'll tell you that only the blood can transform a tax collector into a missionary. Ask Peter, and he will tell you that only the blood can take a man off the fish pond and make him a fisher of men. Ask Paul, and he will tell you that only the blood can take a persecutor of the church and transform him into a perpetrator of the kingdom of God. Ask the woman at the well and she will tell you that only the blood can transform a life so much that it will run through the streets and say, come see a man that told me everything I ever did. Ask Esther and she will tell you the only blood of the lamb can take a lonely Jewish girl and make her the queen of Persia. The power of the blood transform our despair into a never dying hope. That's why the songwriter says, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and his righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. And see, church, sometimes it, you might say it was my education that gave me a chance in life, but I disagree because I know it was the blood. Some folk think that hard work has brought them thus far, but I know it was the blood. Some may look at themselves as a source of their own good fortune, but I disagree because I know it was the blood. There are some things in this world that we cannot attain without the blood. There is hope that you can enjoy because of the blood of the lamb. There's a fountain from which you cannot drink, but the power of the blood brings you to that fountain. The songwriter asked the question, what can wash away my sins? And then the answer came to every blood-bought Christian. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious.
vessel is a flow that makes me white as snow. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. When you've been washed in the blood, you can see what's a new meaning. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood that saved me. Ah, uh, it was the blood that took my hatred, transforming it into love. It was the blood that took my despair and transformed it into hope. It was the blood that took my disgrace and transformed it into honor. It was the blood that took my enemies and transformed them into my friends. I know it was the blood that took my worries and transformed me into confidence. One day when I was lost, he died on the cross. I know it was the blood that saved me. He died to give me another chance. He died to give me a chance to get a clean start. He died, but early on Sunday morning, he rose up with all power in his hand. And that's why we can say there is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins and sealed us plunged beneath the flow. Lose all their guilty stain. Lose all their guilty stain. Lose all their guilty stain. And seal us like me and you. Plunge beneath the flood. And lose all their guilty stain. It is in the blood. The blood church still works. It still works. We know that you have been blessed through the hearing of God's Word on this day. We invite you to join us at New Providence Missionary Baptist Church, located at 4813 Hilltop Needmore Road, Fuquay, Varina, North Carolina. For more information, you can contact our ministry at 919-552-3531 or visit our website at www.NewProvidenceBaptist.com. Thank you for joining us and be blessed.